Welcome to another episode of the Beyond the Stats podcast. I'm your co-host, Andrick. Today, we'll have Diego here and also our other co-host, Mark, with us, speaking on the recent Super Bowl victory by the Kansas City Chiefs, a 31-20 victory over the San Francisco 49ers, where Andy Reid got his first Super Bowl win as a head coach. Patrick Mahomes won Super Bowl MVP with the 286 passing yard game, two passing touchdowns, two picks. Also, Damian Williams spearheaded the running game with 104 rushing yards on 17 attempts with one touchdown and a game-sealing touchdown that got the win for them last night. Also today, we'll be discussing next-gen stats and how it affects football and the Super Bowl. And we'll also be talking about various other technologies within football that led the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs to the Super Bowl run that they had. Mark, what are your thoughts on the Super Bowl? What is Super Bowl? What is Super Bowl? I mean, it was pretty exciting throughout. Uh, first off, congrats to Andy Reid, uh, longest tenured coach to win his first Super Bowl. So overall, I think it was really exciting. I, Kind of played out the way I expected with the Chiefs' high-powered offense. Um, it's unfortunate the 49ers coach actually blew another lead, but I think it actually ended up being, what, one of the biggest – the second biggest comeback in yeah. Super Bowl history? Yep, second biggest comeback. 21 points in the fourth quarter. Wow. Yeah, 21 points in the fourth quarter. So I think throughout it was just an exciting game. Any, any thoughts, Diego? Yeah. Well, first, I'm glad it was in Miami. <laughs> um, at a Hard Rock Stadium, so that was that was cool seeing seeing it there. I thought the atmosphere and the, and the vibe was was definitely buzzing. Um, side note: the, the halftime show was 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 on point. I would say yeah, as well. But, no, but back to the game. I I I've, I'm, I have my money on Mahomes, so I'm definitely happy with the result. Um, and I thought he deserved it, man. Like what an incredible player. The dual threat. Um, you know that like 40 yard pass he had across the body, other side of the field. He honestly proved himself in the most crucial time. Um, and then, yeah, coming back from that deficit, I think he really, you know, stapled himself in the game and definitely um, one to look out for for next year. So, yeah, I'm super happy for them. Um, you know, good season for the 49ers. Um, but, you know, again and again, we see the tech coming through, helping teams win. So, um, so yeah, man, I, I, what a game. What a yeah, so leading into that, Andrew, do you have any initial thoughts? Yeah, I think Patty Mahomes, you know what I mean? Like Stephen A. Smith would say, he's a bad, bad mm. man. Yeah, he really solidified himself as one of the best players in NFL history already. That's a big thing to say, but all the, all the sports writers, all the athletes, they'll tell you just by watching him the last couple of years since he came into the NFL, that man has changed the game at the quarterback position. He's like Brett Favre 10 times better. So he's definitely solidified himself as one of the best competitors at the quarterback position in the game's history. And we're just excited to see what he's going to do moving forward. You know what? You know what? That you just said that it reminds me of like when Cam Newton came in and he was that like extreme dual threat. But I feel like Mahomes is like a shorter, more tactically better version of that. Almost. Oh, gun, you know, like, absolute gunslinger. Mahomes is a gunslinger. God, yeah, he's a gun to arm up, but then he'll straight up run straight at him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's not afraid to run. So, yeah. I think the, just the biggest thing I 
learned from watching Mahomes is just the way he handles adversity. I think this game, too, he threw, what, two interceptions, which is kind of an unusual game for Mahomes, especially in the playoffs. But just, I mean, having the the resilience. Poise. 21 21 points down. Yeah, that takes poise. So, um, especially at a young age. Yeah. So, it it speaks volumes, and it helped one of the longest-tenured coach get their first – Super Bowl. So I thought for sure, kind of leading into it, I was like, oh man, Andy Reid again in the big game. When they went down. Because yeah. they had some fascinating play calls. I think um, they were also the lowest, the lowest frequent team to go for it on fourth down, which means essentially, yeah, like the Baltimore Ravens, who almost went for it on fourth and one the most, mm-hmm. they, they didn't have that same success in the mm-hmm. playoffs. But it was interesting to see because mm-hmm. first quarter they went for it fourth and one and they had that trick play call. Uh, but ultimately, it resulted in the touchdown that drive. Yeah, fourth down, the success was really good uh, for the Chiefs in that game, and it was really good play calling by Andy Reid. Usually, yeah. where we would think that Andy Reid doesn't do well with his uh, time management and his uh, his play calling, it, it was his uh, that was the upside tonight. I mean, last night with the game and the 49ers coach Mike Shanahan just seemed to fail in that department. Yeah, and I think with that, it just speaks volumes. So having that context to know when to make the right play call or understanding the gravity of the situation, that reminds me of Zebra Technologies. So they actually have a partnership with the NFL, which is extended out for the next few seasons up until 2021. But essentially, they have tags on all of the players' equipment and footballs. Those are called RFID tags which essentially help transmit real-time location. So at any point, you know where players are located on the field, you know where they're positioned across the stadium, as well as able to gather metrics in real time on player speed, what distance they traveled, where they are in location to the field, and also their acceleration and deceleration. So you're able to see on a play, I think Debo Samuel opened up uh, initial run, and we'll include this in the clips, but he had that good, uh, I think it was like a jet sweep he had, and he ended up getting a 35-yard run, and he maxed out at 20 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So uh, that just goes to play a part in, you know, like what plays can be successful if you have a fast enough player who's able to turn the corner a little bit faster. Um, all things that are just fascinating to watch over the course of a season. But with that, you're able to also compare players that are tagged so there's over 2,800 players in the whole system as well as even officials so you could track how officials are doing what calls they're making where they're even located on the field and through that you could see um, how they compare so you could compare uh, players and how they performed over the course of the season but also uh, officials in their position. And you think about that from a football standpoint, as a coach or a player, to be able to have that technology available and working real time, even if it wasn't real time, you could think about if you could look back on games, you could see where everybody has traveled. You could see where the ball has traveled, where how fast you were going on the field on one, one particular play or another. You could see where you got beat. You could see how this play was made. And it works because real time, the coaches on the sideline, when you come off on that after that drive, you might have, let's say, for the 49ers, when Mahomes scored that first drive and they come back on to the sideline, coaches are right there with all the information, all the analytics to be able to provide real time and real real time stats and real time numbers to players. So when they go out for that next drive, they're more prepared. Yeah. It's definitely a game changer. 
Yeah, and it kind of, like you said, it goes back into it. Like you said, every every quarterback, once they, whether it's a good drive or a bad drive, they're getting off the field, they're going to the sidelines, they're meeting with their OC or their position coach, and they're looking at the latest pictures, um, the latest clips of what just happened in that drive. So with that, they're trying to see what the defense is doing, what the tendencies are, where they're lining up, what potential plays um, can occur from that. And having these real life tags, you could also see where they move towards and have tied in metrics. So if you know, hey, just flat out based on how this player is performing, we know our receivers faster. We know this play has a chance to be successful. And if, let's say if a coach, he runs maybe the same play throughout the game, throughout the first or second quarter, two or three times, and he tracks, yeah, the safety, when he runs this post, the safety likes to cheat. He likes to bite up on this. We're going to hit him with a post fade. You know what I mean? We're going to hit him with a post corner. You know, there's definitely different things that different route combinations you could do based off the tendencies that you might see from the technology. And that really gives people the heads up on things. And when you have a player like Travis Kelsey or um, Hardman, or if you have uh, Tyreek Hill, those players, you give them that information about maybe how Richard Sherman's playing them. They might, they might be running against them, but they're not seeing the tendencies because they're focused on running their route and getting the ball, making their block. But when they get off on the field and they're getting that information about their tendencies, oh, that's that lights up that lights up a receiver's eyes or a running back's eyes because you kind of know what they're gonna do before it even happens. So you can set them up for a big play. And that's why context matters. Yeah. Yeah. And also I think part of the part of the difficulty in, in football and those crucial moments is coaching personnel who to put in personnel wise so I think having that data might help you know you always want to have the right players on the field at the right time right and I think that's a big part of football from an outsider I I would think you know and so maybe having that data of you know at halftime I'm sure the Chiefs sat down and said okay what were the trends that half what were what plays were working for us you know from a from a longer you know play by play there's things you can catch but from a half what did we see in that half so they can the data can show hey look when they ran this spread, this player had the most impact. Or, you know, when we did certain rollouts to one direction, that had a better impact. Or this yeah. player against yeah. this player, like you guys said, has a better impact. So, you know, I'm sure the halftime analytics are getting more and more intense in the find in the in the fact that they're finding trends in the game because you're not going to know what defensive spread they're going to come out with. You're you're only you can only go off what you're going to see at that time. So. I'm sure now, you know, there's plenty of information getting compiled up and saying, hey, look, this is the, the, the key crucial change we need to make at halftime in order to find some success if we need it. Yeah, and just to piggyback up on that, yeah, so let's, let's say if, um, let's say if uh, you go into halftime and your coach is telling you, if your coach is telling you, like, yeah, when Tyreek is running the post, you're getting beat every time. Mm-hmm. Like, this player is getting beat every time, you know what I mean? It might yeah. just be something that he's just too fast for you on the play. When yeah. they like to run the post out of 21 personnel. They like to post out of, you know what I mean, out of different personnel. So they know when that personnel comes in, that post might be coming. They could switch their players. They could switch yeah. their alignments. They could adjust, you know what I mean, to either compensate or switch a player yeah. in that's going to be able to help him out. Or maybe get a linebacker to get a chip block on him, you know, right. before, within five yards to kind of – little details like that mean everything to a football player, everything to a play. Yeah, and Andrew, the crazy thing is that like before technology, as coaches, you know, you can't, you can't, you can, do, you can see this now with the cameras and the, te- the advanced technologies we have. 
with the different angles and how fast you can get videos broken down and edited and in the eyes of the team members and the coaches. But like before it was just the coaches on the sidelines trying to see this type of stuff. Yeah. So like technology is the only way that you can get a freaking camera from all the way up there to capture a certain schematic, break it down in real time, have it sent down to a device on the field and then in the ear of the quarterback and in, with, within enough time for him to implement a change in the next drive. Like, that's technology. That's the impact of technology. Um, and now it's, it seems like you have to be on the cutting edge of that in order to, you know, to, to stay ahead of the game and, and get that edge on your opponent. Yeah. And this, and this is why the NFL is because that technology separates the, you know what I mean, the talent. You know, you can have talent throughout the ranks of football, whether it's Pop Warner, high school, college, or maybe um, overseas football. The NFL has not just the best players, but the best technology. In college, if they're not getting these type of things, you're not going to be able to get the same type of information to be able to compete with stuff like that. And when you right. get to the NFL, level it's a lot different because they're working with so much more firepower when it comes yeah. to just, just individual plays and play calling decision making it's it's real it's really great and football's in a in a great place when it comes to technology and it's only increasing as time yeah. goes along you could tell from the broadcasting like even now they're starting to show some stuff called like some next gen next gen stats yeah, next gen stats. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that might hear, oh, here's the next gen stats, and is how the uh, how the NFL is using uh, using technology to expand its use of tracking the player and the ball to capture real time data for every player, just like how we explained every um, earlier for everyone on the field. So let let's just say if you go on, on NFL.com and you look at next gen stats for the Super Bowl you could see how they have certain plays like passing touchdowns or even highlights for passes. Let's say um, they had a, they had a pass when it was 20 to 17 uh, Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs had the ball. Sammy Watkins was the receiver getting the ball. If it, it shows on a field, every player, if you press play on the next gen stats, it has the total movement of every player on offense and defense and the routes that were run by the receivers on offense and how the trajectory of the ball went and where the catch was made. Stuff like that is great to watch on the field because it's like you're watching, you're watching highlights on a video game presented to you. And it's all, all accessible, whether you're in the NFL or, you know, you're sitting at home, you could sit there and break down analytics. You could break down the stats. You could watch the video or you could watch the next gen analytics to watch out how everybody moved during that play and how people got beat and how the formation was, everything, everything's broken down for you. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Like when I was, checking out next gen uh i noticed like on the use check the fullback for the 49ers he ended up getting open and scoring a touchdown it was in the first half and it was just interesting to see i'm like how's a how's a fullback get that wide open <laughs> in today's game like some teams aren't even carrying fullbacks anymore but just to see it through next gen how he almost you know, he was playing a run fake first as if it was power and then slipped past the linebacker but because jimmy g was um kind of rolling out and buying time the linebacker got distracted, which allowed Juszczyk to just settle in the middle, break a tackle, and then score a touchdown. But 
it was cool to see it with next gen because you know also you're not always catching that in live time you're not always following right. you're not going to follow the fullback on that play thinking he's going to score so it's nice to see exactly how he traveled and also from a teaching standpoint say hey all right if you maybe you took a different angle then you would have had this success because we know the coverage they like to run in their tendencies throughout but um also just the stats wise like Mahomes he had his he was what looking at it here three for six on the deep ball, anything over 20 yards, uh, one interception, no touchdowns. I would pretty surprised. Usually any passes over 20 yards, Mahomes is pretty good, pretty accurate. But his short game, anything between the line of scrimmage to 10 yards, he only missed a total of four passes. So, and that's where two of his touchdowns came. So from a standpoint too, it's just nice to see like Mahomes doesn't always have his traditional games, but he still finds ways to win. and. Also, he took what the defense was giving them. They're covering three defense, so they're taking away the deep ball. Yeah, and that's a good point, too, Mark, that sometimes the stats don't always reflect what exactly is happening on the field. Like, you might say, oh, like, he might he didn't have really one of his normally excellent games, or he, he might have not hit the metrics that you would have thought of you, you, would, you would hit in order to win. But sometimes you can't let the stats be the only deciding factor in the performance of the game. You know, if you watch the game, you can see how Context. he did what he needed to do, right, yeah. in certain situations. And that, that's something that the stats won't speak on. So I think it's important. It's a good, this is a good point to say, you know, obviously he had some killer stats. He had 286 yards. Um, but he did have two interceptions. You know, that's a misleading. You know? So it's, it's, it's how you over, overcome adversity as a player as well as um, – you know, stats give good insight in how you perform that game as well, you know. This is one of the points that we try to break down as informed stats is that it's not just about the stats, but it's about understanding the stats and having people who understand the game and the stats, understand what it takes to have the poise to go through and succeed in those crucial moments and be able to understand the stats in hand and, you know, together, you know, as a cohesive yes. thing. You know, and that's and that's something that's going to be able to transcend, you know, I mean, your knowledge of the sport, whether it's football, basketball, soccer, uh, tennis, baseball, and improve you as a player and as just get your your whole mindset and your whole thought process on the sport, just way better. Definitely. Yeah, Bridging the Gap player development matters. So, uh, yeah, even with that, I know like GPS devices was um, – Something that's coming across in all sports is highly adopted in soccer, but come to realize the Kansas City Chiefs are one of the teams utilizing it as well. Uh, any takeaways from that? Uh, do you yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see football just finally taking in wearables. If you've been following wearable, you know that soccer has been implementing this for, I would say, the last five to ten years easily. We saw rugby just recently sign a whole contract with Catapult for their – for their national league, um, which is more of a HIA, which is a high, uh, high intensity, um, sport. So I'm, I love to see football adapting this. I knew it was coming. We predicted this. Um, but it's awesome to see more and more teams implement this, not only so much for the performance metrics we're going to get out of it, but I think, um, the way football is played, I think it's going to be, I think what, uh, hamstring injuries, ACL tears was the highest injury, um, in the NFL overall, their sports. So the safety for players is going to be huge because I know safety is a big issue in football right now. Yeah. So the positive, one positive to analytics is the safety side that, that players are going to, you know, the more data we have, 
the, the more things we can we can put on the table and, and say, hey, look, we should look out for this. You know, coaches can monitor players and say, hey, we need to sit this guy out. Or, um, you know, this could just in, injury prevention and monitoring is going to help a ton as well as um, as just the metrics we'll be able to get as far as phys physical metrics like, you know, distance travel, torque, acceleration, deceleration, um, and then impacts as well. So we'll, we'll be able to see how much damage bodies are taking uh, rather than just saying, hey, how are you feeling? We can say, hey, no, I know you took this much damage today. You know, I, I'm, I'm telling you, you need to rest this out. So I'm just so excited to see uh, the NFL bringing this in full, full, you know, with open arms. And I just can't wait to see where, where it's going to take them. As a former football player, Hendrick, you have any thoughts on that or some of the practical considerations? Well, if you want to think about it, if you if, for just anybody who's played football or any sport or just, you know what I mean, a historian of football or sports, you can see back in the day, football was not the same when it came to injuries. People were playing with broken arms, tore, torn ACLs, concussions, all that. And you've seen throughout the, throughout the years how that affected people. People yeah. have gone into retirement with crazy injuries. People have yeah. gone into retirement with CTE. It's you serious, know, RP yeah. Junior, um, junior Seau. There's a lot of things that can go wrong with playing football because at the end of the day, you're going to get hit. No matter what, at any level, you're going to get hit at least once. You know what I mean? Nobody can avoid getting a big hit. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. people can avoid getting bigger hits or at more frequent, uh, uh, more frequent uh, pace, but everybody gets hit at one point if you ever played football. So being able to, uh, to track the, using the GPS device, your, your, how your body's working, the, in, the, 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 your sprints, your acceleration, your decelerations, you know what I mean? All that stuff, the thresholds, it can help you for, you know, stuff like tearing your hamstring. It can help you from putting, you know, when people tell you putting too much force on maybe a, a injured knee that you might have or like a, a, a body part that you had a yeah. particular injury on. It's able to track your energy that's on, when you're on the field. So you're able to know when players are doing too much. They're overexerting yourself. Yeah, get a rest this play. You know what I mean? Do, do this. It's like that is definitely something that, interests me and also makes me excited because I know as an athlete, I want to be the healthiest I can be. Nobody likes yeah. to be hurt. Nobody wants to get hurt. You know what I mean? You want to be out on the field for your fans, for your family, for yourself, for your team. You want to be able to be reliable and for your team to depend on you to be healthy so you can make the plays and be there for your team when they need you. So all this technology that they have going you know, with the GPS tracking that helps with player health and player safety is great. Yeah, and I think to take into consideration too, football is such a unique sport compared to like other high intensity field sports where you have some positions on the field where you're running backwards more than you are running forwards, you know, as a, as a cornerback, as a safety, you often start your you start to play backpedaling before you even run forward. So I think being able to measure that and also being able to tell how it's affecting your body, you can also manage it in a different way that's different than any other sport. So very crucial for you, um, cornerbacks and safeties and linebackers and other defenders. I think um, this Super Bowl was, was a crucial turning point for fan engagement and um, I just want to touch on the 49ers first as being an innovative, an innovative leader in, in the NFL as far as technology. 
Um, have you heard of Parag Marie? Yeah, yeah. Parag. Yeah. I mean, if you guys haven't heard about Parag, I would check out Parag. This man. Who is, is Parag Marie? So, so he's yeah. been at the 49ers for he's in his what 19th year. So, so yeah. he's currently serving as the president of the 49ers Enterprises, and he's the VP of football operations. So he actually started off as like an analytics guy a low-level research and development guy, and he's made his way through the ranks, whether it was with the Harbaugh's, whether it was with um, his time uh, as Chip Kelly as the head coach, and obviously now he actually has a very close relationship with the 49ers owner. So he played a part in um, John Lynch being hired as as the president of operations. Which was a great hire. Kyle Shanahan um, being hired there and also he led other initiatives so he's really known as like their salary cap guru so which is why the 49ers had the second lowest uh, they had the second most cap space so they had the second lowest uh, payroll which allowed them in free agency to be more flexible where they worked out negotiations they worked out a trade for Jimmy G and then an extension they gave Richard Sherman a very incentive-based contract, which wasn't too heavy on your salary cap, but a lot of the analytics that he was so fascinated with in football, he started off by applying to contracts and then kind of working his way through the analytics ranks and even played a part in hires. So he helped with this whole fan engagement experience. And I think with the 49ers, they're just really leading that whole charge. Yeah, definitely. Just a specific example is he was part of the small team that founded uh, the incubate and incubated venue venue next um, into technology, which is pretty much maximizing the, the live experience. And basically, I know the 49ers. I saw a little video, and I'll just kind of explain what it was. They had a they have a, a suite on the 50 yard line, and it basically has a whole wall of TVs, not only breaking down the game stats and everything, but also the venue stats. And so, if there was a let's say like a food stand that went down. They could immediately see that or a restroom that was out of service. Oh, okay. um, they could see if Wi-Fi, they had connection issues. What were the complaints coming in real time in order to solve the issue as fast as possible so that the fan would have the least amount of resistance. Wow. So if there was a, a certain area closed down, they would funnel people a certain way before yeah. the people even realized that that was down. Or you, you know, know, know like what, what, bar, what are people's favorite restaurants? Right. What are the most highest activity right. bars? Wow, that's interesting. Right, yeah. So yeah. he was he was he's pushing this this leading technology and it's really changing the fan experience, which is really what, what I want to get into and um transitioning that to the Super Bowl. Um this was the first 5G Super Bowl ever, which is a big deal. If you don't know, the jump from 4G to 5G is it's a tremendous jump. They're saying it's one of the most revolutionary things to happen. So I thought it was a really good touch point just to just to throw it out there that that this is this could probably going to be looked back on. Uh, Verizon invested eighty million dollars to build out the five G stadium around Miami. So that's just the the, the grandness of this. Um, so the five G does that. So five G from four G, like what is that helping? Is so that just helping just connect? to give you a, a um, kind of like a comparison, if four G was like a coffee straw, five G is a fireman's hose. It's wow. that much. Like five G is what's going to allow a surgeon from Brazil to be able to operate robotically real time in your body. Okay. And there's no lag. So lag is non-existent with 5G. Oh, so, all right, that makes sense, especially with all the tech that they're using, you know, yes. the RFID tags, how he mentioned next-gen stats, you yes. really need to be able to uh, process a lot of data in a lot of real time. You're tracking 
um, not only the players, but also the fan yes. experience as well. Yeah. So yeah. the goal with the, with the 5G device is that eventually um, you're going to have different angles from your seat that you wouldn't have had before. So live streaming angles, you're going to have interactive maps of the stadium. You'll be able to see what's open, what, where lines are, what, when not to go to the concessions, when's a good time. You'll be able to point your camera at a player and it'll give you all the stats from the game slash the season. Wow. Um, like next gen. Like next gen. So wow. imagine from the fan. So they're trying to get people to – they're trying to change the fan experience, the live fan experience, yeah. so that it's not just watch it on your TV. And the big point here is um, it's kind of a statement from the NFL saying that, you know, we're cutting edge. We're not just some old sports league. Because I think the NFL for a while had this kind of stigma. Yeah, the stigma of like, oh, that's old, the old fashioned, you know, the old owners, and they're still in the old the ways. No fun league. Yeah, that's the no fun league, league, right? Yeah. So now it's kind of the NFL saying, hey, we want to be different. We want to be cutting edge. We want to get the fan experience going, which is going to make the teams more money, which is going to mean more tech for the teams, which is what we love. Yeah. So it's all, you know, tech is not just performance. Here at Inform Stats, we want to talk about how tech has influenced the industry as a whole as well as the performance, but just, it's super interesting. And I think it's, it's cool. To, and just, we're probably going to get to see 5g coming into the future. So look out for that. Cause that's really going to change the data and the speed that we're going to be able to consume the data. Um, definitely look out for that. But, but yeah, that's, um, it's pretty Something cool to, to see. Forward to. Well, yeah. Yeah. Man, as a fan who's gone to a uh, NFL stadium to watch a football game, it I I didn't get to experience that. That is very fairly new. It was a couple years ago I went to an NFL game, but it was it's really dope the fact that knowing that if I go back to a game, I'm gonna have so much access to yeah. a lot of different things that's just gonna make my fan experience way better. For right. from the, the from the young kid, you know, to the old long time, you know. San Francisco 49ers fan there, you know, all those people are going to be able to experience the game visually right. and have the technology that, you know, comes in and puts the sprinkle on top of the ice cream and makes the whole thing just so much of a better experience. You always feel in touch with the, with the game yeah. in case that mm -hmm. you're not missing a yeah. crucial play. Um, you could even for whatever reason, access it while you're in line. I'm right. sure that's, Part. I kind of see it moving forward in the future. The NFL is really trying to tailor a whole the, – the NFL is about really Sunday. How can they tailor that experience? Mm -hmm. So I see it kind of moving right. forward as they begin to understand better how fans are performing inside the stadium. They'll mm -hmm. the tailor the tailgating experience as well wow, using yeah. technology. So now you're having mm -hmm. a curated experience from the tailgate all the way into you being in the stadium, all the way into you leaving after the stadium. So – having a full day of experiences tied into the actual event of the game. Yeah, the 49ers partnering up with uh, SAP, you know, which is a big technology company, and I don't think they're going to be the only team that's going to be doing that. After the success of this and having their thing, which is a product management for their venue um, called Executive Huddle, which is basically a suite that they have within their building that just has a whole bunch of monitors that tells you all the analytics that they could sit there in real time, you know, give feedback and give out discuss with 3,500 um, employees that they have throughout the stadium, you know? So it's, it's, it's a real, real cutting edge technology that, has shown um, real great success this year. And there's a lot, a lot of teams that are going to start using this for their stadiums to enhance um, fan experience. 
The Beyond Stats Podcast, home for athletes, trainers, and coaches alike to go beyond the stats and into the deeper understanding of the game. You know, tune in next time. We've got some more episodes coming your way. We've got a lot of new exciting announcements to make as well. We've got merch on the way that's going to be available for purchase. If you want to support us, um, you know, the best way you can do that is is to get a T-shirt. They're pretty cool. Um, And we've got some, some interesting announcements coming up as far as sessions and tournaments that might be coming your way. Um, so yeah. And we definitely want to know, you know, yeah. like, comment, subscribe. Yeah. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. We're on, you know, we're on Instagram. Yeah. We're on TikTok. Definitely go like, subscribe, support. Give us our your feedback. Give us some information. Give us some um, topics that you might want us to hit or anything that you want us to speak about or anything that you want us to get into further that you might have not understand. And we definitely could get, you know, a nice Q and a um, video going on. Definitely, so we yeah. can definitely answer your questions, make it more of an interactive thing for you guys, but we definitely appreciate it. And we definitely thank you for all your support and listening. And we hope you enjoy. Now this is another episode of the beyond the stats podcast, stat life, stat life. Thanks for tuning in.